0: For me, my husband was all in. Like, I think it just took him one time hearing Pastor preach, and that was it. Like, he was ready, and I think he was ready before he was actually communicating that to me. And so I kind of already knew what was coming, but my hesitation wasn't so much in the fact that I didn't trust or believe in our pastors. Um, I think the biggest part for me uh, was we just moved to Florida. And so what are, what's our family gonna say? What are they gonna think? Um, you know, what am I processing through having to leave my family again? And so initially it was one of those things that it sounds great, but I knew the cost. And that was at first what I was um, battling with to begin with.
1: Yeah, I think my first initial reaction wasn't so much fixated on launching a church. I think my experience was, I first saw Pastor Josh preached at a uh, church called IPC Orlando and uh, after just hearing him speak, I just saw that he was like very bold and very courageous in just letting people know the good news. And it was just something that was stirring up in me where it was more or less saying, hey, whatever he does, wherever he goes, um, I'm supposed to be there to help support him. So that didn't look like a church at that time. It was just a more of an aid, more of a support. Um, And as we continue on in our faith journey, like for me reading the scriptures, um, you can't help but to get into action I
2: remember our parents because we didn't lay eyes on our apartment, um, because we didn't know necessarily where we were moving and we had only been to Maryland, I think, one other time for Mm -hmm. 24 hours. Our our parents were like, oh my gosh, what are these people doing? Are you sure this is what you're called to do? Um, And and to this day, I don't know that they fully understand why this is home, why we have said yes. We had originally agreed to two years. I remember Pastor Josh, saying give me two years of your life Mm -hmm. and i promise you're gonna see god move in ways that you never expected so we signed up for two Mm -hmm. years and it's now been five and there's no turning back Mm
3: -hmm. um i remember they they told me about it in their bungalow so you'll sometimes hear pastors talk about uh, the bungalow that that (laughs) they had together um they they told me about the vision there and i remember specifically Mm -hmm. like man whenever you do this i want to be involved I'm, i'm going Um, I remember I was praying one night and God said you're called to Joshua Redding. You two will do great things together I stand by that a lot because ministry isn't always easy. It has its ups and downs I mean it took me how many miles away from where I was raised Um, but God said wherever you go um, You two will do great things together So I do know that as long as I stay close God was gonna bless me in the process and I've seen that come to pass when we first came out here It was our friend Jason at the time, Jay Ziel, and and Pastor Josh and I. We had no idea where we were going to go, where we were going to launch. What's Silver
4: Spring? (laughs) What's Silver Spring?
3: And we were driving around and um, we just felt like, you know, God didn't really say a specific area. And Pastor was like, I I really want to try one last place. Let's go to Gaithersburg High School. And so we pull up to Gaithersburg High School and he looks over and they were having a soccer game that day. We just saw every type of person black asian white spanish it didn't matter they were there and he's like you just kind of see the smile light up on his face uh, jason and i knew when we walked back one of our good friends we were like this this is where god is telling him to go and we get in the car and he didn't say anything but when he shared we're moving to gaithersburg i was all in it didn't matter when or didn't matter when i, I was all in and, uh, it's just crazy to see how now we're positioned a couple blocks up from gaithersburg high school we live literally a couple blocks up from where it all started, and um, you know, God is truly a full circle God. So,
0: I mean, we we really tried and attempted everything to get people there, and it's it's really just because we we were new in the area. We were I don't want to say nervous, but we just didn't know what to expect. We didn't not have any. Um, really experience with people in the area and so we're like are they southern type of people are they not like so um, just really getting to experience what does that look like and um, I remember like we were just tell people hey we have donuts we have great food um, like just come and just get to know us a little bit more and um, we would go around, I remember we would hand out flyers, we would stick it everywhere, like Starbucks. Where
3: every single time I went into Starbucks, I put
0: them, I, I put them on there. the bulletin
3: board and I handed it to the barista. And
0: Within that, obviously
5: got honored it. I remember um, one of those people was Anissa. I was working at Starbucks and I frequently saw the church staff come in. They had given my coworker one of the invite cards for interest meetings um, with the launch date of the church for October. And so I walked up to my coworker. I'd actually been looking for a church for like a year and a half at that point. And I asked my coworker if I could see the card. And I got home that night at like 10 p.m. <clears throat> and I stalked them. <laughs> I went through <laughs> all of their um, Instagram, their Facebook, and I just, I just felt something. I don't know what it was at the time, um, but I was like, I, I just need to check out this church. I need to see what's going on.
3: We were down at the community center right by, um, what is it, Gaithersburg High School, and right by Boer Park, by the swimming area, and um, we we just knew that if we created an environment and shared about it good enough, we were unashamed about it. We wanted people to come. The first one we had, I think,
6: 12 people come to. The next one, we had like five or six. The third one, we had nobody show up. And so we were all there and excited and ready to go and um, ready to host people and nobody showed. And so pastor very quickly turned it into um, another living room meeting to just bring it back to reality of like, look, we're here. We're doing these interest meetings, but like these chairs aren't going to fill themselves. Yeah. Like we have to be fishing. We have to be talking to people. I know you don't know anybody, but you need to be talking to people because you need to get to know people. You need to get, you know, get Highlight out there. Just get out there what we're doing, share it on social media and all that stuff. Because we we prayed for these people before we moved here and it's like, now that we're here, they're not just going to automatically show up.
3: I remember uh, when pastors found Shady Grove Middle School because we didn't want to launch at Boer Park where we were having interest meetings, that just wasn't an option. And they called me up and said, hey, we need you to meet us at this location. Mm-hmm. And so I remember driving down there and um, we just pulled up and uh, before Shady Grove it was Gaithersburg Middle School right mm-hmm. behind us. And we walked in and the principal was like, yeah, we can put you in this uh, cafeteria area. There's no stage, there's no audio, there's no nothing. And we were going to do portable, but we're like, this doesn't feel right we got to find somewhere different and so they ended up saying a couple of weeks later hey we think we found the spot we want you to check it out I remember driving up there and when I pulled up it was just bright and airy and they had these skylights down the hallway and it just felt right and we walked into where we were going to be which was still a cafeteria but it had a stage with huge curtains and it just kind of fit what we were envisioning that God was gonna do and I remember we were walking all around and taking photos of the rooms and like, man, I, I think this is going to be the place that we're going to work it out. Yeah. And I remember we just went home, and um, I was telling uh, the trans at the time, because that's who I lived with, was texting Megan like, hey, I think we found our place. And, um, you know, story story was written, that's where we ended up launching, and uh, it, it was amazing.
1: We loved mm-hmm. it. Prior to launch Sunday, we had all of our equipment in storage at U-Haul and we were supposed to go pick it up and set it up at the church beforehand and I just remember at that time we could not get into our unit Mm -hmm. Um, some technical thing, I'm not too sure what it was Uh, but we tried all of our options, we called so many different people we tried to put random numbers in the pin pad to let us in Uh, we were debating on breaking the window and pastor's looking at me like, well if we have to kick this door in
3: and, and deal with the cops later, That's we're gonna alarms. do it because it's our unit and we're accessing it.
6: Yeah. I love our pastor, he was like, we'll kick these doors in and we'll get in and we'll deal with the cops when they come because we have a church to launch tomorrow.
1: Uh, I remember at one point where you know, the tension was so high yeah. because we had friends, we had family, we yeah. had the community coming uh, for Sunday and Pastor Josh was like, you know what, guys? Let's with all of their what we're doing. Let's take a moment to pray. Yeah. And I remember that time after uh, Pastor had that prayer, mm-hmm. uh, he said something along the lines of, within the hour, we're going to get an answer. Yeah.
4: Well, it's funny because all the men were at U-Haul. They were like going to do the weight lifting and all that
3: stuff.
1: They were going to break in.
4: And the women, we were at the the home, we were setting up signage, we were setting up, you know, little A-plus things. Um, And so it came to a point where, because, you know, we were on the phone with them back and forth. We were on the phone with um, the men that were at U-Haul back and forth. And Pastor Kyra was just like, okay, guys, you stay there, hang tight, don't go anywhere. We're going to keep calling. And so um, we just kept calling. We got a a nice gentleman on the phone, Isaac. Mm -hmm. That was his name, right, Isaac? Um, The promised. Yeah. And so he was very helpful for us. And we were, you know, it came to a point where we just had to hang up the phone as well. So he was was basically telling us, we're going to do everything that we can. Um, But we had to hang tight as well. So what else can we do? You know, we're a church plant, right? So what does that mean? Faith and prayer um, and so that's exactly what we needed to do we needed to get yeah, on our knees prayed. and we needed to pray We prayed, um, and so you know the men were connecting while they were waiting for news from the ladies um, and then the ladies for us we were we were definitely at the house praying big um, and you can finish the story well, i
3: remember i got the call mm-hmm. uh, pastor kyra called me and she said he says try it try
4: it mm-hmm. and i
3: swiped it and it didn't work And so I hear her on the phone. He said it didn't work because it was on a different phone. He's like, All right, give me a second. Mm -hmm. All right, try it again. Mm -hmm. I think he said it two times. And then on the third time, he's like, All right, last try, try it again. Mm -hmm. And I walked up and it said,
1: Welcome, Chris. And when the doors opened up, it felt like we were at the pearly gates. I remember all of us uh, Chris, myself, I remember Lance, Johnny, uh, who's Megan's dad at the time, was there. We're all screaming, stormed in. in. I did a backflip, Pastor ran down one aisle, Lance ran down another,
3: I ran down another.
6: Like I remember distinctly Pastor going, yeah! (laughs) Like literally running up and down the halls and I'm like, well now the cops are gonna come anyways.
3: And I remember us coming back, we were just clapping and uh, I have him on the phone, I'm like, we're in, I'm sorry. And he goes, I can hear. And he goes, oh, and wave at the camera cause I can see you too, I'm watching you and we just looked up and we don't know who Isaac was yeah, we or were but yeah. we were crying and it was just like he did all he could when no one else was mm-hmm. it was at that moment that we we knew that God is really gonna make this happen it's not on us it's on him yeah. and it was 1130 at night it was couple hours before we were gonna launch and we loaded up that truck. and
6: um, We go and park it at the school. We get there the next morning at like 6 a.m. to set up. We've got family in town from everywhere. And yep, we're pulling those shelves out and pulling the, the I almost said road cases, the TVs out, setting them up on the stage, on the little legs, because we don't have stands. Yeah. Um, and yeah, having church in the cafeteria.
0: I think it was a great mixture of Mm. excitement and nervousness. We didn't know who was going to show up, Um, all this preparation, like a day of what was going to happen. You know, and for, for me and kids, like I've never run this thing before no idea right so here we are and I remember very early on our rooms were kind of like yeah I don't want to say sketchy kids environment but I'm like okay maybe or maybe not I don't want to drop my kid off here but I know that it was like one of those things where like God continued to show us and grow us in that area but um I knew that we could have you know where we started is where we were but I remember just having a pub pub stand and we would take Past one of pastor's TVs and we would put it on the stand and that would be the K through fifth TV and that's where we would stream our videos and all this stuff and um, you know, having Anissa back in the
5: day be one of our K through fifth leaders. I actually, I serve in worship now, um, but when I started serving, I served in kids. Um, and so if you ask Krizia, we were holding it down back there, moving um, <laughs> desks, we had to, um, We had to pick up all the desks and shove them in the corner of the room. Um, And when I tell you, I was in the best shape of my life. I was in the best shape of my life. And you know, just working with what we had, we only had two rooms
0: at that time. Um, And we would just put all the kids together and we made it work. Um, So, such a great fond memory, but just to see where we here
2: today it's like, wow. So um, on launch Sunday, it was the first time I had ever seen Pastor Josh preach. Yeah. And I remember thinking he, he was made to be a pastor. And it was one of the things that made me realize I was in the right place. Um, even though moving was challenging and I, I questioned my decision about moving, um, I knew that when I saw him and I saw him standing on the stage talking to the 120 people in the room, I, w- I was in the right place, I was home. Um, and we we used to have the production desk like off stage on the side, and I, I sat there on Sundays, um, and so I could see I could see the people, um, and I could see Pastor, and it I don't know that's burned in my mind as such a special memory. Now it's not like that, but. Um, yeah, just being able to see our pastor talk to our people and kind of see his heart is, is genuine. He really cares about them. And then the next Sunday, yeah. we went from 120 to like 30 people in the room, so it was kind of a big shock. We moved up here and we thought, yeah, we're gonna watch this church. People are gonna automatically come. That didn't happen. It's yeah. been a lot of hard work, um, slow, slow, steady progression. But God has God has built this church. So.
7: So, I have to take it like way back. I would say in 2011, so that's when I gave my life to Jesus. And, um, you know, I was a single mom, and Jay was two years old, and uh, Pastor witnessed to me. And a month later, I gave my life to the Lord. And I would say within three months, like, I grew exponentially, I was in my word, um, worship, like I was going to church, I was serving, I was doing all these things, and then the Lord met me very clear, very vivid, one just evening during prayer, and he spoke to me very deeply and said, you are to follow this man, um, because where he goes, you're going to be blessed. And so I knew that my life was connected to his life, but I didn't know what that meant. So. you know, I keep following the Lord and then He begins to reveal you're connected with Him in regards to starting a church. And I fully didn't know and I also wasn't meant to share that with Him. God also had Him on a journey. And so, you know, fast forward into 2012, a year later, He gives up the call to follow medicine and decides to pick up the baton of being a pastoral leader and on top of that, starting a church. And that's when I knew, okay, now I can have this conversation with you and I won't sound absolutely crazy, but this is what the Lord spoke in 2011. So it was a very personal moment because I had a personal call with the Lord um, that confirmed that my life was attached to His life. and that where he would go, my life would also be blessed. So, you know, once Pastor really received that call in 2012, um, and he we planted ourselves in a local church and let the leaders know, like, this is our hearts and we truly see the Lord doing these things in our lives and releasing us to plant. Um, during that whole time, he had this yellow composition book and he would write, Um, down the moments where if God gave him the name of the church, the the verses, you know, um, and part of that, that the Lord really gave him was that you know, you're going to pastor one of the most diverse churches and you're also a black man and that means a lot in in kind of where we are in our world right now. Um, And so God just began to piece people together from, you know, Chow, you know, Carizia, um, Megan, Sam, and Lance, Chris, like, and we saw how diverse we all were, and that God was completely unfolding His plan. And so, if we go back into man 2014, uh, the Lord laid a dream um, in the middle of the night, and. Uh, you know, there was a woman, she was in a dark room, and she kept pointing to this huge book. She was in desperation, 21 oceans, 21 oceans. And I'm in the dream, pastor's in the dream, and all of a sudden this light just transcends the, the entire space. And I wake up like almost like in a cold sweat, almost uh, just a sense of urgency. Um, I knew that this woman represented something bigger outside of myself, but what was it? And the only thing I knew to do was Google because I think that's all that's all all of us do nowadays we, we google everything but I did and I googled what she was saying which was 21 oceans now we live in Florida so we're surrounded by water but out of all of the locations it brought us all the way into Rehoboth Delaware and um, If you go into scripture and you look up into Genesis, um, Isaac is digging up wells that were being plugged up by the enemy, and so he was trying to fight for the land that was once given to his forefathers, and um, he finally gets to a well, and there's no tension, there's no fight back, and he names that well Rehoboth, and it's a land where we will flourish. And so we knew that we were in the vicinity. But I will say the very first time I visited during that just that time with them, literally the moment that I cross, and I get this every single time and it sends chills down my spine, every single time my car crosses from the Virginia state line into the Maryland state line, it is like everything just comes together. Like I'm called here. This is where God has placed us. And I know it's because the anointing that he's given pastor and I for the city, for the people, for, for the county, for, for, for the state, we are called to Maryland. So it wasn't a, I didn't have to fight for that call. I didn't have to um, move here and you know feel it when I finally had friends or people to speak into our, our, you know, what we were doing. No, it was. it's literally the moment that we just crossed that boundary. Um, And it's awesome because every single time, like I may go home to Florida, um, you know, it's still home. I may, you know, we may travel to Memphis um, for pastoral conferences or Texas. And I'm telling you, I get that same chills down my spine the moment we drive into Maryland and it says, welcome to Maryland. So we're home.
0: Um, For me, I just, I really get excited about the prospect of what does it look like to have churches, highlight church in not even 15 minutes from another. Um, You know, what does it look like to see Rockville highlighted? What does it look like to see Frederick? Um, And what, what the impact of that is life change right like people's lives will forever be changed so, you know people who struggle with addiction who continue to to struggle with life in general um to have you know such a powerful thing come to them where they can go to and be a part of and um, get involved be transformed by serving be transformed by um just being able to get the word and uh, feel like you know what I'm not just another person I matter here I make a difference here Um, and I think that with that there's just so much possibility like for me the sky's the limit for us Um, and
2: I'm excited I definitely see growth Um, Pastor was literally just talking about this recently. We're either gonna quit or we're gonna grow. There is no third option. We're either gonna give all of this up, go back to life the way that it was, not pursue the dreams that God has given us, not pursue all of that purpose, or
6: we're gonna grow. I agree. I think exponential growth. Um, I know that serving in this house and serving under our pastors and serving under visionary pastors um, that have an apostolic calling to to launch campuses has really um, changed the way that I think about church. Multi-campus was not a thing in my hometown. It just didn't exist. There wasn't a need for it. There was a church on every corner, and I'm so grateful for it. I'm happy to have that that vision now, because it's like, yeah, church is more than just this one space, because, not because we, want more like we want more for ourselves but we know that God has called us to more because ultimately God has called us to people because every every number that we pray for every time every Sunday when we count our attendance and take attendance it's not for bragging rights of how big our church is every number represents a soul that's coming through the doors that is having an opportunity to hear the gospel that has never heard it or would not have had the opportunity to hear it if we weren't here
3: I know the vision that God gave pastors is not a five year vision. Uh, it's not done yet, it's just getting started. And, uh, we hear a lot of times that, you know, y'all are, y'all are in that next season. We're still in the early years. And, uh, there's still so much more to do. And, you know, I, I just really want people to, to understand that there's so much more for us. There's so much more that God has in store. We're on track to hopefully launch our second. And just to see how God is, is not just planning to make an impact in Gaithersburg, but across Montgomery County, across Maryland. Uh, He's ready to take this state. I just see more people being set free. I'm just seeing more stories like the Rivera's and the Antoine's where you know people find their 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 wives and their husbands here where their families get restored that Marriages are healed that kids find true life in Jesus that their stories can be different than what they could have been I just know that as long as we continue to say yes Mm -hmm. and, and manage our yes and make sure that we give it our all that God is going to do what he needs to do to bring people. And so we've seen God do some yeah. amazing things in five years. COVID didn't take us out, so nothing will. <laughs> and uh, we know that God has so much more for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years in mm. source. You know, if it wasn't for Pastor Josh and Pastor Kara, uh, we would not have met. Yeah. Uh, we would not have gotten married. Uh, mm-hmm. We wouldn't now, uh, well, by the time this video plays, have two kids. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. Our lives would look so different. And, uh, I think a lot of times people take for granted, um, what someone, what someone's impact can have in your life. A lot of times they think it's just a, a man and a woman, but you know, they're a godsend. Mm-hmm. They're, they're called by God to, to be leaders in our lives and to be mentors. Uh, I'm just forever indebted for, for all they've done for our family.
4: Yeah. And, you know, I always like to say too, that, uh, they continue to go before us. Yeah. And so, you know, circumstances that come our way, we know that, um, God has allowed our pastors to go through it first. Um, and we've seen that many times that we are able to go to them and just know that they've been through the fire and they've been refined. Yeah. Um, and you know as scripture states that the same is going to apply to us and so we we know that we're in, we're in good hands um and the same applies to the body yeah. you know uh, whoever is here at highlight whoever's coming um we you're in good hands yeah. and we're excited for ultimately what what god the, the journey that god has right. you on um and what's going to come from your life by I mean, just being a part of you.
3: we've seen them at their best we've seen them at their worst and their heart has never changed for people yeah. Um, so they, they are, they're trustworthy, they're they are great leaders to be under. Uh, we, we couldn't imagine life without them.
7: We're going to continue to make the name of Jesus famous. We're going to cross county lines. It's not just going to stay in Gaithersburg, um, highlight the city week. We're going to have green colored shirts, or, you know, all across the state. Um, no matter where people end up transitioning, whether they move out of Gaithersburg into Frederick or if they move out of Gaithersburg into Baltimore because their jobs require them, because that happens, there's gonna be a Highlight Church down the road from them Um, because we're building relationships. We're growing together, and we're called to make a difference. So it's only five years, and Pastor and I have mentors who have been in the game for 20 and 30 years. And God reminds me, you are just getting started.
8: Wow! It's amazing. So amazing. I forget, like sometimes, how how cool our story is. You know, when when you're in the thick of it, you you uh, tend to not realize all that god has done and once again it's not you it's not me it's not pk it's not the team but it's it's by his spirit and uh all we've done is we've just made ourselves available and um how cool how cool i want to give us real quick three points of encouragement uh there may be a little challenge in here but just open your hearts but um the first point is this, uh, after five years, I've come to realize that nothing is impossible for us. That's right. Nothing is impossible for, Amen. for this local church. And um, God, God's hand is on our church and it's pretty evident. I, I remember about six months or so before we moved, before we made the jump to Maryland, I was having a breakfast with someone I love, like literally love with all my heart. And uh, he told me, he said, man, you're you're moving to start a church, like churches. And and then he said this, he said, churches are closing down all the time. And he wasn't lying Uh, uh, up until that point. I think the stat Barna group put out, um, about 3,800 churches were closing per year back in 2015. And it it got up to 2019, 4,500 churches per year were closing before COVID and COVID just took that over. And then, um, I met with a pastor a year before we moved in. And he said, um, you're going to need about $100,000 to launch your church. And at the time, that was pretty discouraging because <laughs> as we were talking, I'm checking my bank account, the church account. <laughs> I'm playing. I did check it. But I knew what was in it. I said, man, we've got about 2000 in the in the account. And, yeah. and, so, and then we moved here, and the church was about a year and a few months. And I, I met with a pastor who's been in the area for 30-plus years. And uh, we, were, we were having some coffee at Starbucks off of Muddy Branch. And he, he said to me, a year old church in the area, he said, church plants come here to die. So he said, I'm glad you've made it a year, but I'll keep praying for you. Yeah. Just a lot of opposition. You know what I mean? A lot of negativity. Um, I mean, even U-Haul didn't want to let us in. <laughs> but what God has shown is, is that for our church, for you, for us, is that nothing is impossible. When we stand this thing together. And Jesus said this because it really doesn't matter what people say or what people think. Um, what matters is is who we serve and what he said. Um, come on, we can celebrate that. Because this word will never fail. And, and he said this in Matthew 17. He said, I tell you the truth. If you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it would move. Nothing would be impossible. N- nothing would, would be impossible. Um, uh, pleased to share with you and announce that to date, we've had just under 400 people um, commit their lives to Jesus Christ. And um, that's, that's why the church exists. Um, and whether they're here or not, they came here and they gave their lives to him because he provides forgiveness of sin. He provides the gift of eternal life, and he provides true life. A lot of people are living, but they're not living a full life. But that's what Jesus provides. We've baptized right over 100 people. And uh, come on, we can celebrate that too. And um, I don't know if you guys saw the the part there about launch Sunday, uh, the U-Haul after we finally got everything in our truck, but that was literally all of Highlight Church. Like the, 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 the tables and, and the crates and, and, and the, the, you know, it was, it was all of the church. There were no, no rope cases. There were no, no bins. It was just everything was loose and we had to jerry-rig everything. And the only thing I cared about were um, maybe a flat screen TV or two that we had on the stage. But that was all of Highlight Church because we were so broke back then. <laughs> But to date, we've given right under $300,000 to our outreach partners. Come on now. And um, nothing is impossible for us. And I continue to say us. At the 9 a.m., someone said um, congratulations after the video played. And I, I said, congratulations to you. That's right. This person is a brand new superhero they had on a superhero shirt. And I said, congratulations to you got a text on the way to church this morning from someone who's not here. Um, he has every reason not to be here. He actually just got married. And he said, um, "He said, Pastor, I'm glad we're five years old. Highlight Church is five years old. And I'm here to push your vision forward. And I responded back to him. I said, our vision. This is our vision. This is not my vision. This is our vision for nothing is impossible to us. And the second point of encouragement I want to give to us today is that um, our greatest days are ahead. Amen. Amen. Our greatest That's days right. are, are ahead. That's right. When you think about Christ, you think about the God-man, right? Like, all, all know. He is the man. Whether you believe in Jesus or not, you got to admit, he's the man, yeah. right? Even scripture says, it. it says, Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, yeah. That Jesus is Lord. At the end of the day, you can comment what you want to comment about him on Instagram, on Facebook, on social media. But when it boils down to it, you're going to be on your knees bound to on. We know that he is the God man. We know that he was the greatest teacher to ever live. We know that he was a miracle worker. He's the savior of the world if you so choose to make him your savior. We know that. But this is one promise that he gave to the church that he gave to you and I, and I love this promise. You know why? Because Jesus never stepped foot in Maryland, and so this is the promise that we live on. Let's go go and head over to John 14, verse 12, and we're going to read it. It says this here, Jesus, I tell you the truth. Someone say truth. truth, for God is not a man that he can lie. He cannot lie. So Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes, someone say believes, believes believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I go to be with the father. And he says this here. Here it is, church. This is our promise. This is why the gates of hell will never prevail. Jesus said it. This is our promise. This is why when everyone told me I was crazy and we were stupid and, and, and you know that living in Maryland is 37% more cost of living. This is what we stand on. Jesus said this in verse 13. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name That's right. and I will do it. That yes. is a promise to the church that when you're building the house of God, there is nothing that you can't ask Jesus for. See, a lot of us, the reason we have having problems with our prayers is because we're not building his house. Come on. Oh, boy. Come on, oh, boy. Yeah. Come on. We'll just have a little personal Bible study <laughs> real quick. Dang, I prayed about that, and it happened. The reason a lot of your prayers are hitting the ceilings ceiling, is because you're church hopping are or, 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 or you I told you the challenge was coming <laughs> like God five years did amazing things but i got to give it a little tension because we gotta we gotta cause you to move so uh, uh my, my old pastor used to call them c m e members christmas I forget the m uh What's that? Mother's Day. Yes. Christmas, Mother's Day and Easter. But I, I was eating and the Holy Spirit said, add two more. Uh, 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 weddings and funerals. And we pray. But but he said, there's a work on, there's for you is. to do. There sure is. In our, our, there are greater works ahead. I was having a, a meeting with our leaders yesterday and I said, we got excited because this year we have, we've had more baptisms in one year than we've ever had. But I said, if we keep, if we keep making disciples and raising up leaders, right. there's going to be a day where, where we're going to have a hundred people line up to be yes. baptized oh right here in Granary road. The, the, the line is going to be outside across the street. We got greater works, more baptisms and, and, and more groups and, and more, more salvations. I, I, I love what, what the Lord said through the prophet Isaiah. Verse 22, he said this. this. This is a promise to us. The smallest family will become a thousand people. That's right. The tiniest group will become a mighty nation. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. This thing started with eight or nine just available adults getting out there. You know, I mean, we got, we had some introverts on that team. You got to go and talk to people, get them to these interest meetings. People are looking for God. They're looking for a church. They're looking for community. And I mean, just look around the room one more time. Just look around the room. Look at all. And this is just one experience. I remember when, when the entire church was one was just one experience. And, and like Sam said, you could, 30 people. But all that God has done with a, with a small group. If God could do that with eight or nine adults. I don't know our numbers now. I mean, even with the online family, we're probably, I don't know, a couple hundred. Five, six, seven hundred. I don't know. What, what could God do of if, if 600 people? would what, 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 what fall into alignment and would make themselves available. I mean, we always talk about, what about the president? What about politics? What about America? America is going to hell in a handbasket. Well, it's the church's responsibility to make sure America doesn't go to hell with gasoline draws on. It's not 1230, but I'm getting loose. Number three, number three, you make us better. That's right. That's right. You make us better. You you make us better. We need you. We need your smile. We need your faith. That's right. We need your presence. We need your gifts. You make us better. You make us better. Let's go let's go to this final verse here. It says this here in the text. It says, Jesus, um, <clears throat> let's go, Matthew Matthew nine, it says this here. When he saw the crowds. He had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless. When Jesus saw the cross, he saw mothers, he saw fathers, he saw students. He saw people just like you and I. That's right. And it's interesting because his disciples were just like you and I. And it says this here on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send workers into his field. What was Jesus saying? Jesus saying, we need, we need, we need you. That's right. You make us better. Your, your story makes us better. Amen. What, what was Jesus saying? He, he, he was saying, I need these crowds to stop coming to my healing events. Mm-hmm. I need them to stop coming just to hear me preach and teach. I need them to stop coming just because I can give them a blessing. We need them to go from, from just attending to becoming a part of this thing. He was saying, we, we, we need. He's saying we, someone needs your testimony. So, so Wait, hold on. Someone needs your prayers. S- someone needs your experience. Someone needs your gifts. Someone needs your expertise. And God is going to continue to send people through that door. That front door is going to get bigger. And someone's going to need you to be there. And when you're not there, they don't get the breakthrough that they need.
7: Come on now. Come
8: on now. You make us better. So good. No one on that moving team was qualified to do all that God is doing now. And and just in case you want to know, no, I don't have a seminary degree. I have a bachelor's in molecular and cellular biology. Far from anything. <laughs> I don't plan to go to seminary anytime soon. But I just had a yes for God. Lance had a yes. Chris had a yes. yes, 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 yes. Ch- Ch- Chow was a nail technician, yeah. very new to his faith. Cr- Chris was at Pep Boys. My wife was a nurse. Sam, Sam was a nurse. She just stepped out of that step of faith. All of us are unqualified. But God needed us to be positioned. Come on. Let's go. Come on. And now he's calling you. That's right. You make us better. If nine people could do that, what could four or 500 people do? We pray for revival in America all the time. We could compound it. Let, let, let's get these young ladies, let's help them find men of God. Yes. Let's get these young men who want to serve God and be pure. Let's find them their spouses. Yeah. Greater works. God wants to do greater things. A lot, a lot of you, when, when you came to the church, you were strung out on alcohol. But now you're free. That's right. That's right. You were barren in your womb. Yeah. Yeah. We pray by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now you're bearing children. A lot, a lot of us, we didn't know who we were when we stepped into these doors. Yeah. But now it's clear. Yes. You know who you are in Christ. Yes. Yes. You know yes. where you're going. Come on. And the reason why all those breakthroughs happened was because someone made themselves available to be, to be the bridge between you and the Lord. Yes. And now God is calling you to stop playing church. And it doesn't mean planting yourself here at Highlight. It means planting yourself somewhere that's right. so that the kingdom can be built. It means rising up as men and as that's women right. of God.
2: Yeah, that's, right. that's
8: right. You make us better. And we want you to join the team. We have super steps in November. I expect yeah. you to be in that room. Because I do believe this. I believe that the best practical decision that you can make in this life is to be planted in a healthy, Local That's right. church. That's right. Y'all heard Sam. I said, "Give me two years." It's been five, and it's because she's she's now seen the things that she's capable of through the power of God. She's seen her her leadership potential. Sam has a powerful story. You ought to get to know it. God has done miracle after miracle after miracle in her body as she's as she serve yes. the Lord. The best. Practical decision you can make in this life is to plant yourself in the house of God. And the devil has it has this nation messed up when it comes to the church. But the church is still where it's at. It's not out there in that world. Come on, come on. It's a treacherous world. Potential is dying out there. People are hopeless. They're in the dark. They're confused. They're afraid, but you know, those of you who have been planted, you know that you've gotten stronger. Yes. You've gotten wiser. Right. You've gotten support. God has shown up. God has been good. It's in the house. It's in the house. That's right. That's
7: right. That's right. It's,
8: in house. it's in the house. Psalm 92 says this. As we prepare to get out of here. Psalm 92. Says that the righteous will flourish. Jesus makes us righteous. But, but there's a flourishing. right? The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. The strongest tree. So you're going to grow tall and you're going to grow strong. Plant it. Someone say plant it. In the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. The courts, so this is the house of God, us people, we're meeting here. But the courts represent outside the church. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So, So we belong to God. This building belongs to God, but also everything outside of the church. So there's an equation here. As you're planted in the house of God, you will flourish in every area of your life. I love this future promise because God is a God. He's outside of time. He knows the end from the beginning. Right. says this here. They will still, someone say steal. still, bear fruit in old age. Right. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there's no wickedness in him. Right. How, how about that at your funeral? My mom put God first. And I saw her overcome every obstacle. My dad loved the Lord. And he left me a legacy of faith. My grandma loved the Lord. She served the local church. And I saw that woman become strong, strong, strong. You got to get planted. You make us better. Yes, you're unqualified. But Christ makes you qualified. He loves you dearly. Let's celebrate five years, guys. Come on. Hallelujah.